A career as a scrum master or agile coach can be very rewarding and an incredible opportunity, but many who are new to the field have difficulty getting experience when the job description requires experience. So what are some things you can do to help you ensure a successful job interview? That's this week on the Badass Agile Podcast. Greetings, team. Welcome to the Badass Agile Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Williams. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I want to take a minute to express my gratitude for everyone who sends in their comments, participates in the community, and just in general, signs in every week to support the Badass Agile Podcast. Thank you, guys. It's so great to have you as part of the team. So if you're looking to join the ranks of Scrum Master or Agile Coach, this episode's all about helping you nail the ever-important in-person interview. But first, let's remember why we're here. To create an elite tribe of leaders who truly serve their clients and communities by doing what matters and what works, relentlessly chasing value and excellence like a badass. There are so many resources about what you need to do to be agile, but we focus on who you need to become in order to lead teams. So let's hammer down those fundamentals to create a unique and powerful force in this industry. Now, if this helps you, tell your friends. And you can also submit your coaching or leadership questions and sign up for daily inspirations and weekly videos all at badassagile.com. So go sign up, post your questions today. Now, over the years, I've been in a lot of interviews. And I've also been on the other side of the interview desk. And at one point, I used to take pride in having a perfect success rate with interviews. There are very few interviews that I've been on where I didn't get the job. However, at some point, I realized it's equally important to make sure that you're interviewing for jobs that you actually want and that you're likely to be successful at based on the skills and the passion that you would bring to that job. And I think that's why I was so successful in the first place. I was never in a position, number one, where I needed to have this specific job. So the first thing I want to teach you is that having a scarcity mindset where you have to get this job will greatly affect your chances. See, because if you need them more than they need you, somehow they're just, they're able to tell. So once you've gotten past that obstacle, the next thing you need to focus on is fit. It's not so much that you should only apply for jobs that are a perfect fit for you, but you have to make yourself fit the job before you walk into the interview room. I mean, no job is going to be perfect, but I think an important distinction to make is not to wait for or look for perfect fit, but rather to craft the fit. That is to say, it's on you. Now, ideally, this skill and technique goes all the way back to crafting the perfect resume, but that might be a topic for another day. Let's focus on what happens once you get to the interview stage. Here's something I want you to know. How much skill you have in a particular domain tends to matter somewhat less, especially for agile coaches or for scrum masters. See, a developer, by contrast, needs to have requisite skills and talent, obviously. But even then, if you're very junior and you're worried that your lack of experience is holding you back and will cost you the job, here's what you need to do to be successful in any job interview situation. Number one, figure out your vision and who you serve. I talk about this all the time, so there's no need to go through it in detail again. But you need to understand how the world is different because you're in it. Why do you exist? And why do you do what you do? Who do you help and why do you care? So as an example, 
Imagine you aim to be an agile coach. You need to get more specific than that. You can't just say that you're an agile coach. You have to be able to say that you're here to help transform or equip large companies with the skills that they need to be successful with this most important competitive tool. You see that? Be as passionate and specific as you can. Say things like, Agile is the skill of the future for modern companies, and those who don't have it fail to compete, fail to exist, and I'm here to make sure that that doesn't happen. And number two, now that you've figured out what you stand for, who you serve, how you serve them, and why, you need to articulate what your skill set is. You need to be able to connect to the why of your customer's objectives. And here's where you have to think about your distinction. What is it that you do that none or few of your competitors can? As an Agile coach, do you serve best because you're a great teacher? Because you're a great helper? Because you can understand and read people effectively? Whatever your superpower is, make sure it's something you can actually do, though. This is important because you're going to need to be able to tell stories based on real experiences. It won't be enough to go in and say, I'm really good at empathy. Because the next thing they'll ask you is, well, give me an example of that. And if you have no real stories on tap, they're going to figure you out and you won't get the job. So make sure that this is something that's actually real. Well, that's where it comes back to experience, right? But don't panic. If you don't have the specific agile experience they're looking for, find a way to make your other life experiences fit. So if you are really great at empathy, but you've never been a scrum master or an agile coach to date, tell a story about how you help people in college using your empathy skills, or as a lifeguard or a retail clerk, whatever it is you did, find a way to demonstrate that you have the requisite skills. The requisite skills to achieve your vision for the benefit of the company or customer that you're sitting in front of. So you see, if you have no experience as a coach or a scrum master, you can still find examples of how you might have helped other people prioritize or motivate teams or constantly come up with innovative solutions to daily problems. The most important point to get across is that you're never to let your lack of experience talk yourself out of the job. If you do that, you'll talk them out of it too. But on the other hand, if you figure out how to get good at selling yourself and your superpowers, you would be surprised, maybe shocked, at the opportunities that people are willing to give you. Now, I must stress this now. It doesn't mean you fake or overcraft your story. Tell real stories. Acknowledge your lack of experience in a given area, but don't ever, ever apologize for it and don't describe it as a weakness or a shortcoming. So number one, you figured out your vision and service. Number two, you've thought about stories to support and describe your superpower. What comes next? Next, you have to figure out what they value. As a company, or even as an interviewer, what do you think they're looking for? Here's where you map your value, your superpower, to their needs. What is it that you can do better than anyone else is a great question, but it's not enough to get you the job. If what you do better than anybody else doesn't help them meet their revenue targets or associated goals, there's no point in them hiring you. So the most important skill is number three, which is figuring out what they value and why. That means do the research. If you show up in an interview and you'd be surprised how many people I see on the other side of the table do this without knowing how big the company is, where their offices are located, what they do, 
how long they've been in business for, how many people they employ, stuff like that. Look, you're an idiot. If you're not willing to do 30 to 60 minutes of basic research, guess what? You don't deserve the job. And that doesn't mean just go look up whatever's in the About Us section on the corporate website, because that never tells the whole story. You got to follow them on social media. You got to find out what people in your network who already work for them would say about working there. That's precious intel. Do a web search for them in the news. Check out their stock prices. Show them that you're interested and that you're engaged and knowledgeable and you care and can contribute to their outcomes. And another thing you should do is research the people who are going to be interviewing you. If you don't know who that is, ask. For example, if you got this opportunity through an agency or a headhunter, they should know this stuff and be able to tell you in advance. Once you have that information, a name, for example, name and a title is better. Go on LinkedIn, look at the profiles of the people you're about to meet. That's what those products are there for. And bonus points, if you can get that information and go have a look on regular social media. Sometimes you can find out they might be passionate about travel, animals, cooking. Take a peek, see where they graduated from school, what program they're in. You never know. You might have more in common than you think. Now, this is basic sales intelligence. If this doesn't make sense to you, go read some Dale Carnegie fast. The more you can talk about the other person, the more you'll be able to establish a bond, establish trust, and establish likability. Whether it's fair or unfair, people are more likely to hire those that they seem to have good and easy rapport with. It's a freebie. It's a gimme. So don't skip that one. Even if your resume were to tell a story that you can't do this job, an instant connection and trust and the obvious time and effort that you put into understanding their world will make them more certain that what you lack in experience, you can make up for in social intelligence, skill, and work ethic. Here's another way of doing some research you might be interested in trying. While you're there, ask around. When you get to the building, there's probably a front desk. Ask the people who are sitting there why they work there. What makes them stay? What do they like best about working for this company? Ask them why they chose this company over all the available competitors. You can even ask your interviewer if it would be okay to speak to someone who's working on the floor and talk about their experiences and the perceptions of the company. This will give the impression that you've got choices, that you're the one doing the choosing that you don't simply take a job because it's been offered to you, but that you're interested in finding a place that is perfect for you, where you'll be happy, and where you can make your best contribution. See, people who aren't certain that they're qualified, people who aren't certain that they're badass, simply don't behave like that. So this is another distinction that can set you apart from the rest. Now, when it comes to demonstrating your skill around Agile specifically, Guys, make sure that you know more than the manifesto. It drives me crazy how many people show up for an interview, clearly having taken their resume and re- just renamed all their project manager jobs to Scrum Master and don't know what the 12 Agile principles are or even the five Scrum ceremonies. Make sure that you have at the very least studied up on the 12 Agile principles, the Agile manifesto, and that you've read a book or two on Scrum, Kanban, and Lean. Have an opinion. Have a voice. And here again, before you say, well, I can't really have a voice on Agile or Scrum if I've never worked as a Scrum Master before, if I don't have the requisite experience, make one up for yourself. Show some initiative so that it doesn't look like you're counting on others to give you your first experience. Go make your own. Start a community project. 
start a project within the family. Anything that has multiple pieces of scope that must be prioritized and against which you make consistent and incremental progress over four to six weeks or more, that to me is an agile worthy product. So study up on Scrum, learn the different estimation techniques, learn how a stand-up's supposed to go, read up a bit on DevOps, and apply those principles to everyday projects. If you've done all these things properly, if you know your why, if you figured out who you serve and why, it becomes much easier to walk into the interview knowing that you are the prize. It's the head game that's the most important part of interviewing. You have to know in your head, in your heart, that you're the most valuable person who could possibly apply for this job. And remember, even if this is not your dream job, and you're just looking for something to hold you over to the next phase in your career, you still have to figure out a way to map your value to theirs. Make the perfect fit. Once you've done that, you can tell an authentic story about why you want to work there and why you would be the best candidate for the role because you're the one who can provide the most value. Your superpower matches their needs. So to recap, the best way to ace an interview and land the job is to make sure you've covered the following bases. Number one, know your why and your service. Number two, know your superpower and think of a few stories from your history, either related or unrelated to Agile, that describe how you've used it to make positive impact on your world. Number three, figure out how to map that superpower to theirs, and that's by doing number four, know the company. Do the 360-degree research, not just the superficial stuff, but the deep stuff. Number five, know your interviewer so you get all the intel you can so you have easy conversation topics that help you build rapport and likability. And finally, number six, believe in your heart and mind that you're absolutely the best candidate for this role. Now, one more thing. Take some time before the day of the interview to mentally rehearse in your head the entire process. From walking into the office, being greeted at reception, walking to the interview room, sitting down, unbuttoning your jacket, sitting calmly with an open, confident posture, limiting your fidgeting, breathing confidently and naturally, answering the questions with ease, offering a firm handshake on the way out the door. Do this a few times. Visualization is a mental form of practice, and it's as effective as live, in-person practice. And that's really the last, perhaps the most important point. It does take practice. Simply reading a few articles or listening to this podcast won't guarantee you that you get the job straight away. If you're not good at these things already, you're going to have to practice. And you might encounter some failures along the way. But I guarantee you this, if you're not doing the steps that I just mentioned, you're probably hurting your chances of getting the job of your dreams because you're not standing out as the most valuable candidate. See, these techniques have worked for my entire career. So if you want to do better in interviews, start incorporating these now. Now go out there and nail the interview. Guys, good luck getting the job of your dreams. And thank you for listening. You can reach out at badassagile.com or find me on Twitter at badass underscore agile. I'll see you next time. And until then, stay badass. Badass.